Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Equality in Business podcast. Our podcast to create awareness about equality in the business world by actively engaging students about relevant topics to prepare them for entering the professional world. My name is Daniela Redding, and I'm a master's student at Catholica Lisbon. In today's episode, we will talk about gender equality and parenthood in Sweden. I'd like to welcome Araceli, who lives in Sweden and is the mother of a 10-year-old son. After her son was born, she studied to become a midwife and she received significant support within the Swedish system to follow this career. Thank you for being here with us today. We would like to start with our podcast ritual. At the end of each podcast episode, our guests ask a question related to equality to our next guest. In our last episode, we spoke to Saskia Gleitzmann, who is an advocate for age inclusion while leading a traditional family business in the wood industry. The question she left for you is, when you think of equality in business, what is the biggest dream you have? Uh, well, um, for me, my dream is that uh, no, matter, no matter who you are uh, or regarding, regardless of gender, you are, uh, you're having always the same rights and you're offered uh, the facilities to make a career in any business so that you have the same rights no matter what. Thank you for sharing this. I think that's uh, that's a really great dream to have and fingers crossed that uh, we're developing in the right direction and that our little podcast can uh, help achieve this. Yes, I hope so. <laughs> My next question to you is, um, the career path you chose as a midwife is a very mm -hmm. interesting one, but surprisingly, it's a very unfamiliar concept uh, to our Portuguese listeners. So it would be interesting if you gave us a little glance behind the scenes mm -hmm. of your everyday work Mm -hmm. And also, what motivated you to pursue this career? Okay, well, yes, uh, I've I, I got to know that uh, midwife means a little bit different things in the world. Um, in Sweden, uh, well, the midwife, I, I should say, is most known for uh, being the one who receives the baby when you're giving birth or giving the woman a support during a birth. Uh, in Sweden, you could say uh, the midwife follow the wom uh, woman uh, a woman during the during her lifetime uh, we want we work a, a lot with the reproductive and sexual health to make sure that uh, we give them support to give them the knowledge and the, uh, they need to go to make decisions that are good for them uh, in my case i work mostly in birth clinic so i, I work uh, i'm the one who receiving uh, receives the babies uh, but i also have <clears throat> i also work in a health clinic where i support young people uh, and in that case it's no matter gender Uh, supporting them to give them uh, information about contraceptive, talk about sexual transmitted infections, um, uh, and give them the the support they need to decide if and when and with who they might want to start a family. Thank you very mm -hmm. much. Um, so, from uh, my understanding, it is yeah, it is indeed also a little bit different from um, uh, how midwi midwives are perceived in, in in Germany. So, I find it really interesting that you're uh, explaining that in Sweden, a midwife uh, follows a woman basically throughout exactly. her life. So <clears throat> that you really have that one person um, of trust, that one person. Um, if you have any questions, um, you can go yes. to. I think that's really interesting, and we're going to come back to that uh, in a yes, bit. Yes, of course. <laughs> So many of our listeners might not know that the Swedish government entitles both parents to 16 months of paid parental mm. leave. So that means that each parent has three months exclusively reserved, which cannot be transferred. Exactly. That means that <clears throat> if one of the parents doesn't take the three months, 
it becomes invalid. And um, with the introduction of this new law, the um, adoption of um, paternity leave, so that's dads taking their parental mm -hmm. leave, has increased significantly. And by now, on average, fathers take 30% of the paid per parental mm -hmm. leave. And if we compare that to Portugal, here dads are only entitled to five working days after birth. And that's a huge difference. Yes. So maybe you can share with us um, a bit about your experience of becoming a mother and your own parental leave. Yes. Um, in, in my case, when um, I g gave birth, uh, I stayed home uh, with my son for eight months. Um, and then I started to work as a nurse and her, uh, his dad uh, stayed at home for four months before uh, he turned one. Uh, about around and then we we he got into childcare so so he stayed at home for far four months with the baby and that's that's really interesting and you you shared with me that uh, when you went back to um, to working as a nurse you additionally started uh, studying to become a exactly you maybe uh, tell us a bit yes. about the <clears throat> support you received? yes uh, by that time uh, for for uh, different reasons um his his dad and i separated so um i was uh, along with my child uh, when around when he was about a little more than than a year and i got into <clears throat> the university to study to a midwife uh, and at the same time i was working night uh, as a nurse uh, in an orthopedic and traumatic hospital here in stockholm so i had help um from a, a child care that works during night so that I was able to leave him mm. during that nights uh, and uh, even go to school afterwards. Uh, so I got a, a lot of help from the child care in the district where I live. Wow. I uh, personally have never heard of uh, uh, the government supporting uh, someone in this way. I think this is really great yes. because it allowed you to, to study again and uh, pursue the, the career that you wanted to with becoming a midlife. Thank yes. you very much for, for sharing this. Mm -hmm. So when we now look at your, your job right now, mm -hmm. um, where you advise women on any questions that they, that they might have, mm -hmm. Um, when they come to you, when it comes to the conversation around sharing the parental leave, mm -hmm. could you maybe tell us a little bit about um, what the main benefits um, and the challenges are for family? Yes. Uh, uh, in the, the during the pregnancy, uh, you meet the woman, uh, a woman during her whole her, her pregnancy, and we mention it. We don't talk a lot about it, but we mention it. And I know that right now there are a lot of discussion because many women there are worried that how are they supposed to breastfeed their child if they're if they're not at home, for example. Uh, and uh, many men can experience uh, that they want to go to work very fast. But I would say that now this has been uh, such a, this is so common now in Sweden. So I think that most parents know that they are going to stay at home. It's, it's not like a big issue. These uh, 90 days that each parents have, they, they take them automatically, uh, I would say. Because it's common now here in Sweden uh, that you know that we encourage dads to stay at home. We encourage women to go out and work uh, because they need that too. They, they need, they, they um, feel better <laughs> when they're not just at home with the babies. That's really interesting. Thank you. From what I understand is that there's um, by now, because it has been, um, yeah, I, I'm going to call it a tradition mm. um, that both parents take the 90 days. Mm -hmm. um, there's not much a conversation around that. Now, from, from your experience, you said that the father of your son stayed home for four mm -hmm. months. 
Um, could you maybe um, tell us a bit about how this conversation went? Because it's, it's longer than the 90 days. Mm -hmm. Did you talk about this before your son was born? How, how did this conversation uh, go? In, in our case, uh, I was, they always need nurses. So it was, they, they wanted me to start uh, to work early. And, uh, and he had, uh, we, we then just thought about, uh, talked about it and said that it's, it's very good to, to um, what do you call it, to use that and that he can be able to, because he, he could, he would, uh, right at that moment, he wasn't working. Uh, so that's why it's, it's automatically, it became like he, he was going to stay at four of those four months before he started to, to work. In that time, he had uh, um, time to, to, to read the contact uh, to what do you call it, to um, seek for more work and, and start working by one. So it, it was more like it was automatically, it became like that. The life, life okay. made it like that. Yeah. <laughs> Great. And it's also good to hear that uh, sometimes life's hap life happens and uh, things fall into place, but that there's the, the right structure around it, the support system mm -hmm. that uh, you were also able to go back to work. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much for sharing this. Mm -hmm. While I was doing my research, uh, I came across um, an interesting term, which is latte dads. Mm -hmm. um, latte from the coffee, dads from dads. And it's a term describing men that are on paternity leave who push around prams and drink lattes with their friends. <laughs> um, I love this image. It sounds a lot of fun. Mm. Um, is this something that the media made up or does it really reflect the reality in Sweden's cities? Um. Maybe not as much as media uh, uh, shows it, but yes, uh, there is. Um, we encourage uh, dads to do to do it. It's it's. Uh, you talk about it during our uh, parental groups during the pregnancy when the the parent is is um, uh, both of the parents are are there. You you talk about that. It's good that there are groups even for you dads if you have questions of your parental leave or if you have questions about how should I take care of, questions about a, a baby. Because it is not easy to have a baby, so uh, you talk mm -hmm. about it about it already during the pregnancy, and uh, uh, then you you I know that there are some district, districts over here that have these these dad groups as we call it, or like we say in Sweden we we don't like to call um, we we just say gender <laughs> we don't we don't like this mom dad uh, um, man woman we just have these groups where where you are identified as dad and you have these groups. Uh, where you're welcome to talk about anything to bring your child. We have this open child care where you know you, you can bring bring the child and you can take coffee. You can have uh, you can speak with other people in the same situation. So yes, I would say that you work about it. Uh, you work with it, and you want to you encourage dads to to do this so that they don't not they are not alone in this task. I, I find it really interesting that you mentioned that you you don't like the the word that focuses on just one specific gender, mom's group or dad's mm -hmm. groups, um, because in in my opinion the uh, language pretty much also influences how society sees mm -hmm. certain things. Mm -hmm. So I know in English this is not really an issue, but um, there are a lot of um, languages that use feminine and male words exactly. so that a teacher can be a male or a female teacher and uh, that mm -hmm. right now there's a lot of uh, going on on using uh, both genders um, at the same time rather than assuming a male um, word first. So I think mm -hmm. it's really interesting that by um, naming those groups differently, you make sure that both 
moms and dads, both genders, um, mm -hmm. feel welcome in those groups because um, they, there's also a, a Netflix series about moms and there is one stay home dad and he feels very awkward walking into the moms groups yes but by uh, using different different mm -hmm. language and not calling them moms groups and mm -hmm. um, i think it's great that sweden is setting the example of really including both parents so now imagine we are start, starting to work. Um, so many of our listeners are students and um, they are going to enter the business world. Mm -hmm. And one thing that we're confronted with um, often is working overtime, working longer hours. Um, that's quite common in uh, a lot of industries. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was reading up about Sweden, I, I read that there's For example, this business stop that uh, people do go home at five and within the next hours, there's no um, yeah, disruptions to family time. Um, what do you say when you look around you, um, how does parenthood play um, a role in the work environment? Uh, so does, well, does me, anything change? Sorry, yeah, yes, go for it. No. Well, for me, it's been um, a little bit different because I've already... Uh, I've, most of my time of my lifetime I've been working like shift uh, we don't have this uh, eight to five eight, eight, eight to, to, to five uh, time I would say that we work I was I have been working night I've been working in the in the morning and the evening but uh, now that I am at this uh, that I've been at this jazz clinic we do have most of the time we have opened about eight to five o'clock uh, and I would say that uh, The, where I have been, I can only speak about from my experience, uh, there are no such, it, does, it shouldn't affect your work just because you're a parent or because you have had a child or because maybe your, your child gets sick and you have to go home quickly or you have to, to, to be sure that you leave at five o'clock. Um, you shouldn't be, um, it shouldn't be something negative for the business. Uh, and I think that... Uh, the, uh, I've been very lucky because all of my colleagues have always been very supportive that if you have to get home because they call from school or something like that, you do that because the children come first. And I hope that this is the same in every business. It shouldn't be negative to be a parent. Uh, and that you have to, to you know, take breaks or maybe call in that you're, you're not coming because of your child is sick or, or something like that. I do know, I've heard examples where it is, um, sadly enough, it's, it's not been, may, may, many colleagues maybe haven't experienced that. Uh, and that's very sad. I think that there we have to work with that. But I've been very lucky. Yes. That's great. It's, it's really insightful. Um, and I, I know that it's not really... It's not self-evident, <clears throat> this level of understanding. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's really the, that, uh, yeah, a company lifts the value of the children's come first. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's really impressive. Thank you for sharing it. Mm -hmm. And I really do believe that um, with, all the, um, with all the laws and rules that it does change society. So it's not only about what's written on paper, but it's also how we behave among each other mm -hmm. and that we have understanding for the situation of the people um, around us. So that's, uh, that's really insightful. Thank you. Mm. Um, in one of our previous episodes, uh, we recorded with Maria Antonia Torres from PwC Portugal. We heard about the impact of gender equality on women in business and how motherhood often influences the gender wage gap. 
So when um, graduating from university, there's an equal share of women and men um, graduating, but only um, 10 years later, the gap starts forming. And uh, in Portugal, there are currently only 12% of women on the board of Portugal, according to the Professional Women's Network. Mm -hmm. And uh, Sweden is uh, the number one on the glass ceiling index. So there's an index that looks at the work environment for women. And Sweden has been the number one last year. And I believe also the previous years. Um, and if you think about um, this comparison, um, what would be the first thing that a country or a society needs to change to improve equality and working conditions for parents? Uh, I think you have to talk about this uh, and... Uh, talk about that this exists and 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 try to to uh, to acknowledge that there is something you should uh, let the companies be aware of uh, because in Sweden like I said earlier it is common now well I that's my experience because you you grow you grew up you, you grow up with this during uh, your life about the equality that the, 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 the women should also be able to study and work and be business women and, and do what they want, what they dream. And, and that the, the fact that they're giving birth shouldn't impact or shouldn't affect your opportunities. So, uh, but, but you talk about it, you talk, you talk about it uh, already in school when you are like 10, 11 years old, uh, you, 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 you grew up with this, you grow up with this. And I think you should, um, the, I think it's good to have a balance of the guide um, of the politicals uh, uh, of the structure from from above to to talk about this, but there, it should also start from how could I put it uh, from each in each home. You you should uh, every every home you should encourage encourage uh, your boy or girl or, or no matter what gender that you can you can do what you want to. If you don't want to study, then don't do that. But but do something that you want and 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 don't let uh, uh, a pregnancy or something come uh, stop you from that. It it might take a break, but it, but it shouldn't it shouldn't be uh, something that stops you from doing what you want to. So you have to talk about it. I think to talk and uh, and to know about it and inform. No, because you, you know that uh, knowledge is powerful. If you know, you, you, you are very powerful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. And uh, we really hope that with this podcast, we can contribute a bit to this by making the, uh, the examples that there are around the world uh, visible to, um, to students and that uh, when they get to this point, uh, yeah, they, they make informed decisions. Mm -hmm. um, it is really interesting in our uh, last podcast episode, we had a guest, um, Beatrice, and she shared with us the, um, the correlation between um, countries being a democracy and women and men gender equality. Mm -hmm. So countries that have uh, been democracies for a long time, such as Sweden, um, are more mm -hmm. advanced in that. Well, Portugal has not been a, a democracy for um, too, too long. So Portugal is quite a young democracy mm -hmm. and therefore the perception um, um, of gender equality is um, still quite different. I really like how you say that there needs to be um, a political structure, top-down approach here to really make sure that um, you have the childcare system, for example, in place. But at the same time, every single one of us can start at home. 
by having those conversations, speaking to, um, to our families, to our friends, seeing how other people have done it before, what are um, possibilities, and making sure that we have the knowledge we need to make this decision. And making this decision um, does mean it can go both ways. Um, either parent can decide whether uh, he or she wants to stay home. Of course. All right. So if we now have a look at our listeners who are currently students, um, if you had one piece of advice for them when it comes to parenthood and gender equality, what would it be? My advice would be that, that um, you should know about this. You should talk about this. Like if, uh, For me, basically, it's about uh, that you be aware of uh, that something like this, that having the being a parent uh, is not is something positive it's something very very nice and it's nothing that should um, uh, stop you from from doing what you want to do uh, in your business life or in your working life because you can have both you don't have to choose you can have both I really like that advice thank you for sharing it mm -hmm. bringing in the the positive aspect is uh, I think really important especially if um, if you are uh, a woman and there's so much talk around you um, of how you're going to be uh, discriminated against when you become a mother, mm. um, I think keeping an eye on the positive side uh, is, is really great advice. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Now Thank we're you. coming to the end of today's podcast. Um, so before we say goodbye, um, I would like you to be part of our ritual as well <laughs> and ask a question that you would like to see answered by our next podcast guest. Uh, okay, I've, I've been thinking actually very much about this, how to do a good question. <laughs> But mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, I, sh I will uh, take a little bit of what we've I think we've mentioned already before today. For, uh, I was, I've, my question is, What is uh, important for pushing equality in business forward? And for example, I think about uh, does government regulation or educating informing what is the best of that? If you need any help. That's a great question. And I'm really curious to hear our next guest answer it. Mm. Thank you so much for your time and your valuable insights today. It was really a pleasure having you here with us today. Thank you for having me and of course for our listeners thank you very much for listening today i hope this episode on gender equality and parenthood in sweden has inspired you and that there are different approaches possible when you enter the working world feel free to reach out to us on our social media accounts and you will be able to find us under the name equality in business on linkedin facebook and instagram looking forward to talking to you in two weeks again and until then Stay healthy and safe.